Man Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Gyron Fritz. This podcast is focused on bringing compassion, healing, awareness, and nurturing for your mind and body and soul. We hope to inspire new ways of thinking and motivation around a variety of topics and experiences, and we hope you'll come along for an episode and stay for the journey. to the Chan Podcast. I am Heather Gyron Fritz, and we have Christian Carbajal today with us. I am so excited to introduce him today because he's one of my very first students at Western Washington University. Christian was in one of my first classes that I taught, and I was so intrigued by him because when he was doing one of the assignments with my um, course, he was working on a project that um, was the quarter that we all got shut down and quarantined for um, COVID. And the class in our last two weeks, we were went from being in class in person to going online. And all of a sudden, this really creative group of students had to be even more so creative and bring their projects to um, display and production to each other via online. And it was a presentation that was going to be done in in class with posters and presentations. And Christian contacted me and said, hey, can I do this as a podcast? And I thought for a minute and I said, well, sure, because I was always open to creativity. And at that moment of saying, sure, I had absolutely no idea how his presentation was going to come. And of course, students have 10 to 15 minutes to present, and I get Christian's presentation, and it's this incredible 60-minute podcast with him facilitating a discussion on graffiti art and how his guests use graffiti art as a tool for emotional wellness and dealing with that. And I remember sitting intrigued for the entire 60 minutes. And so when the Chan Project started this podcast, he was one of the first people I thought of bringing on board. So welcome, Christian, as one of our very first guests. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Thank you. I'm really honored um, to be able to be a part of this. Um, Like Heather said, my name is Christian Carbajal. I was one of Heather's students, um, and I've just been grateful and honored that she allowed me to take my creative spin into most of her classes. Um, like she said, I am a street artist. I specialize in murals um, and some graffiti art. Um, so we use different mediums from paint, brushes, spray paint. And we pretty much try to find people within the local community who just kind of need to express themselves in a creative way to heal in their own ways. Um, and we kind of just allow that space for them, whether it's in the streets, from somewhere where we're legally allowed to spray paint. So we pretty much have to do a lot of our research and pretty much get a lot of background checks um, to be able to make sure that we're able to complete with certain people's ideas to be able to make sure that um, cops don't come and arrest us or anything like that. So there is a lot of background that takes into that. But um, currently right now I am trying to get my master's in art therapy because I just believe the arts do help people in a therapeutic way to kind of relieve stress, but also heal in their own way. And that's pretty much it for me. 
And I remember when you were um, in that very first quarter with me, and I was really a little bit naive when you mentioned that just walking down the street in some cities with a spray can can get you arrested. Yeah. And so you, Go ahead. It, it's crazy. Sorry. Um, yeah, you can get pulled over um, and you can get fined for having a spray can, even if you're not doing anything illegal with it. Um, so it's something that we're trying to work with. Um, and I know recently I'm trying to create a team to kind of take that more into a legal standpoint so that we can go to our congressmen in Olympia and try to break down certain barriers because they do discriminate in a sense, kind of like whoever is holding something, even if you're not doing anything illegal with it, you can get charged even taking mm-hmm. a jail for it. And it's not really fair. And you've really used art. I remember, um, when you were in, I think you were in my internship course and you were doing art up at um, your internship up at at Everett College. And you were working with kids with palettes that you were forming, I believe. Tell tell a little bit about that project. Yeah, so that was um, for one of my um, internship classes. I got the honor to be able to work with um, Sandy from Everett Community College before she retired, Sandra Lepers. So shout out to her um, for helping me out with that project. But I pretty much just took students that were about to graduate high school who were 18 and older, um, just because it was less a, real, a reliability to be able to get um, younger individuals and just be able to remove that obstacle. I did focus with 18 and older. So I had um, high school students who were about to graduate, trying to figure out where they were going to go to college, figuring out financial aid. And then I had first year college students who were figuring out what college actually meant, um, since it's really hard for individuals to be able to get that aspect in a high school room setting because it's completely different. Um, so we went to Lowe's. I got the idea of just going to Lowe's and buying wood and getting it cut there because it was a lot cheaper than buying campuses. And we pretty much created a big abstract mural from just everyone creating something from throwing paint, using stencils. Um, I pretty much put all the wood pieces together and kind of presented it as a floor um, mural. Um, and that was, took about a year-ish to be able to complete just due to the pandemic. Um, we had to find ways to get COVID testings and make sure, you know, what's what. And at the end, I just kind of started to drive around and like leave three to four wood pallets. Um, at people's doors with spray paint and paint. I'm like, hey, like go for it. Um, and whenever you're ready, just let me know and I'll stop by and pick them up. So that was kind of what it was. It did take away the element of being within a community because that's what I was trying to create. So it was slightly difficult and I didn't have individuals be like, hey, like when can we meet together to do this? I want to be around other people who are going through the same thing as me. And I'm like, right now due to the pandemic, we're trying to find ways. And unfortunately, just with everything going on, we weren't able to do that, but we were able to complete that though. And so is that together somewhere now? It No. So what I did is I pretty much let anyone who wanted to take a piece, take it. Mm. So um, pretty much people took other people's artwork. Some people kind of made their own little mural from collecting other people's individuals and they're hanging them. So That's it's pretty cool. much spread all over right now of Washington because people moved. So it's all over the place right now. So, which is pretty nice. That's cool. What kind of, teens and and young adults are in are participating in projects like this um pretty much anyone um I do have some that do ha- have gone through a substance abuse um where mm-hmm. they've you know been addicted to something and it's pretty much a free judge zone so we don't talk about what you've been through my 
um, style of going through it is ever since when I was in rehab, it was pretty much what your, your past is your past, move forward from it, mm-hmm. look back at it, reflect on it, grow from it. Um, you don't have to tell anybody what has gone in the past because we're not we're not right now in the future. So we're trying to move. So that was pretty much I was kind of like it's a free judging. So no, it's a free judge. So I'm like, no one's gonna judge here. Do whatever you want. If you want to open up about your art, open up, feel feel freely. But whatever's discussed here stays here and we don't talk about it outside. I love that. When did you start with art, Christian? <sighs> um I feel like it's embra- I feel like it's part of your blood. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty much around like maybe third grade that I started to get more into okay. it. It pretty much started from like crayons, like everyone else, and drawing on paper bags that you took for lunch, um, and kind of just like you know make, turning a brown paper bag into something unique. Uh, that was pretty much how it started from. And then once I got into middle school, I started kind of go looking more into like line work, um, which mm-hmm. is where I kind of started making like Aztec shapes and stuff like that. And then I was able to. Um, have the opportunity to work with different types of artists through Mexico and Colombia um, and within the state here as well that kind of just more focused on murals later on down the road but through high school I didn't really touch any art just because teachers were like you can't make a living off of art and it is difficult to make a living but I've seen people do it so I applaud those who can Um, but then I kind of wanted to focus more on taking the aspect of mental health um, through it and that's kind of where led me through every community college took a couple of classes at UW through that were medical wives and then ended up in Western in the human services program, which I was where I met my cohort and especially you, Heather, and every, every other teacher. And then from there, pretty much was like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Um, now that I kind of have a field of where I want to go into, took a while to figure out what a master's program I wanted to go into when I found out that there was Antioch here in Seattle that was pretty mm-hmm. locally. Um, they had an art therapy program that was kind of like, it's it's meant for me. So I'm going to do this to be able to grow with it as well. And when you, um, you know, when you came to me a couple of years back, when you asked to do that podcast and you spoke to those four guys, I think it was four guys that you had in that podcast and you really talked to them about how art had been a tool in each of their lives to help carry them through their struggles. All four of them had had struggles with addiction and they had all used art as a medium for helping them through their, both their emotional wellness and their addiction. Is that something that, that has helped you along the way as well? Yeah. Um, like I said, like it, when people think of art, you think of like really big artists and that's the Thing I'm trying to break with a lot of individuals because I'm like, you don't have to be Picasso or Leonardo da Vinci or whatever. Um, you're you, and art is pretty much a form of expression. So there is no wrong or right way to do it. So, yeah, it's been helpful to, which kind of just like use that as your way to cope, but also to express yourself because at the end of the day, like whatever you make us that feeling at that moment, um, and you put it on paper, wood, whatever, you have so much different types of material that you can use. Um, to be able to express itself in that creative um, element. We are with the Chan Project. We're looking at doing things like Zentangle and we want to add in graffiti and different forms of art. And a lot of that was brought about because of those, you know, those first years of my teaching when when you expressed the the concept of graffiti and I had thought how that ability to, you know, because I had been studying the graffiti, or I'm sorry, the Zentangle and the thought of this little teeny tiny, you know, four by four 
art piece. And then you brought the world of graffiti as, or, or muraling as a concept. And I thought, you know, going from this four by four to what could be 40 by 40 feet, and that it's such a different, I don't even know if concept's the right word, but such a different, it, it's a, it captures a different person, you know, someone almost who is in their own little realm that's doing a little tiny design in a very meditative state to maybe even people who are working in teams doing this beautiful mural and that art can be a soul, a solo state practice to a whole team practice and can really be um, engaging to anybody. And like you just said, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the perfect artist. It, it can be anybody. It can be a beginner. It can be, a, it can be um, an expert. No. Yeah. And then I, and I want to like talk back on what you were saying, like it does build community. And I think, especially when you're dealing with something that you don't fully want to let any anyone know or you're just going through grief just being within that community that can support you and help you out when you're falling I think it's the most beautiful part of the aspect of being able to draw in a community or just be able to meditate or whatever aspect of creative thing that you want to do I think that's just like the most important part of being in a community where you know that there's people around you that are going through something similar Mm -hmm. and you know you can you have that person to be able to rely on and be able to open up to and like figure out okay like you've gone through this grieving process and you're at this part right now, like how did you get through these other ones prior to getting there and those people can help them out. So that's what I think is always beautiful about that. Now you're going for your master's in CFT with art therapy. Yes. And is that at Antioch, did you say? Yes. So right now, currently with COVID and everything, my classes are online, um, which okay. I've you know, slightly put a little damper because I've been wanting to be with people as well and be able to, you know, have yes. other colleagues and classmates and kind of just learn a lot more just because Zoom is a little more different when you're taking a master's program class. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been it's been a nice journey to be able to kind of just look into my family of origin, be able to create geograms and kind of just like look at the family system as a whole at the moment right now um, to mm-hmm. kind of be able to pinpoint certain inv- in- individual things that have led communication within parents or just like struggles um, throughout history going to this far right now, which we're in the future present. Mm-hmm. How has art with you bringing in your mentioning your family has, has art at all helped you with exploring? Cause I know when you were in my class, you were going back and forth to Mexico. Has COVID stopped that? Are you going back and forth still to Mexico? Um, so I, t- I haven't been able to travel to Mexico at the moment just due to COVID. Um, yeah. But there's a orphanage down there that I like to support as well as in Colombia. Right now I'm doing everything. I'm shipping everything off um, through mail. Mm-hmm. So it's been slightly a little more expensive just because we weigh everything and being able to travel down there has allowed mm-hmm. me to be able to kind of just pack my suitcase with pretty much nothing other than supplies and stuff that we're going to donate yeah. down there. Um, so it's slightly been a little difficult. I'm just hoping that within a year or two, I'll be able to go back down there and be able to help out and just kind of retouch myself with my roots as well. Yeah. How do you think art has helped you with self-growth and inner peace? Being able to look back at your artwork, I think is like the most part where you're able to see your own growth, which I think is the nice part of being able to do art as your creative element um, of expression, because you're able to look back to see like, I was at this point in my life, I'm here now and you're able to see that process through your art because it does change. So I think being able to just reflect on that and be able to see that. And even if you're like, oh, I'm feeling down or I feel like I need to do this and like 
backtrack, you can always go back to that art and be like, no, like I've gone so much, I've gained so much, I've grown so much to be able to like allow yourself to fall back down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite medium? Right now, um, I'm doing tattoo art. So, um, which is something mm-hmm. that I just started getting into. I went and got my certifications and everything. And um, I've been kind of looking at that as well because I do want to work with them. Self-harm patients, I'm able to, you know, help them develop a tattoo that has representation and symbolism to them of their own growth. And then mm-hmm. being able to get that on them um, to put that on um, would be something amazing. So right now, the medium that I'm most intrigued in is tattoo art right now, which is what I'm doing at the moment. But like my go-to um, would probably just be acrylic paints with paintbrushes um, and just, mm-hmm. you know, creating my own stencils off of cardboard and you know, using an exacto knife to cut those out and then going to a mural or just buying wood and be able to apply that on it. And are you teaching anywhere? Um, no, currently I'm not. Um, I've been getting asked a lot of people to um, mm-hmm. start doing that. Um, I know that I've been talking to Danny from our cohort and I've been trying to get us all together to be able to do some type of big art project. Um, so that's in the works, but we don't have a full date yet because I kind of want to get everyone together to work all on a art piece together and kind of just like, you know, one person has a couple of minutes to design something, you keep passing it on until everyone's element has been added on. And then of course, touch it up um, digitally before we start working on that. If you came across someone who was struggling with their emotional wellness, and you had art to offer, what would you say to them to inspire them to um, challenge the thought of art? That's a good question. Um, I never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> um, I think pretty much the first thing I would do is probably just approach them and ask them if they would like to just jump into it, um, not even think about it, kind of just be like, hey, like there's this amazing opportunity. It's open for you whenever you want. I think offering that open door is always really important um, because I think everyone in their own mental health journey have to discover themselves as well. Um, mm-hmm. And just being allowing you to be an ally and being like, hey, like so-and-so said that whenever I want to. So just being open to that possibility um, and kind of just explain like, hey, we're create art. Like, you know, it has to be perfect. It's just for you to be in whatever type of element that you want to be in, um, to be creative, whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then we'll go from there and see what you need. Um, and I think just, you know, being able to offer that and always keeping that door open is always really important. Thinking of yourself as an artist and um, how you've grown over the years and the different mediums that you've um, practiced, what's the thing that you love most about yourself today? either as an individual or an artist? Um, as, an as an artist, I think self-love um, is something mm. that has always been a struggle with me. I think I was always, yeah. even during class, it was something I was struggling. It was like pretty much make sure you're pleasing everyone else before yourself. Yes. And yes. I've been taking that and I've been being selfish in a positive way for myself and putting myself first in my own needs before I put anybody else. So that self-love has been something that I've been able to see recently. A lot of my friends have been like, you've changed a lot for the good. Um, and I've seen that as well. So is that something that I'm really ha- happy and proud about myself that I just been able to give myself self love oh. where I am today and what I've done? Oh, that just puts a huge smile on my face. That 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 I can I can go back four years and 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 remember the Christian from my first class. And that just brightens my day. That's I did not expect that answer from you. That's beautiful, Christian. Thank you. That's a beautiful answer. I love that answer. I think that's a perfect answer. 
That's really good. What one thing would you like the audience to get out of this? If, if there was one thing that you would want them to take away from the thought of art and um, emotional wellness and, and maybe self-love, what, what's the one thing that you might want to close with? To be selfish, but in a positive way, put yourself first. Um, I know that everyone who goes through a, a mental health issue always want to put other people around themselves because they don't want to really want to touch focus on what they're going through. But I think it's important to kind of just dive in deep and look at yourself, reflect. Um, and like I said, you can use any type of material for art. So just know, take some time to even doodle or jot down notes, write something, do a poem, write a song. It doesn't matter. Even listening to music and meditating um, is a form of expression and just art. So I think it's just, you know, focus on yourself for a bit, make sure that you're good before you try to help others because it does take a toll on you and just be happy and try to live your life to the fullest. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Chan podcast. Thank you for giving me the great idea for a, both for a podcast and for using art as a form of self-love and of healing for emotional wellness. Great advice, Christian. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chan Podcast. We appreciate you joining us and hope so much that you gained insight. We invite you to share with us what you enjoy about the episode and all of our stories, what you would like to hear more about, and to share your opinions and interests. Please glance over our show notes and be sure to check out the episode's blog where you actually get a chance to dialogue with the Chan Project team and our guests directly. You can find this at chanproject.org forward slash podcast, and then just select the show you tuned into. You can find all of our episodes on this same page and our full list of programs on chanprogram.org. Namaste, Heather and the Chan Podcast family.